And so, just as we can all face the risk of othering others or being othered by others, I think we can also find ourselves othering parts of ourselves. And that's really what I'd like to explore today. Welcome to the podcast that's all about deepening our self-awareness with profound self-compassion. I'm Henny. I write, coach and speak about how exploring our inner world can transform how we experience our outer world, all founded on a bedrock of self-love. Settle in and listen and see where the episode takes you. So as a woman in my early 50s, I did an awful lot of my uh, growing up in the early 90s. And um, that doesn't mean to say that I was a child in the early 90s, but I was uh, kind of forming my adultness. And it means that there are an awful lot of cultural references, which for me uh, still have stuck from that time. And this phrase, be self-kind and the love will follow, is an homage, really, to that song from the early 90s by On Vogue, um, with, which had the lyrics, uh, free your mind and the rest will follow. Free your mind and the rest will follow. Um, I don't know if you remember it too. Maybe you're far too young um, or maybe it's something that, that resonates with you as well. And actually, if you haven't listened to it or watched the video, because I did go back and do that as preparation for this episode, then I really recommend looking it up on YouTube because it is an epic anthem. Um, But basically, at the core of that song, there is a challenge about racism. And though we didn't really use uh, this term at the time, it seems to me that it's really about othering. And um, that's a phrase that uh, you may well be familiar with. Um, It's often uh, used to describe how we can hold a collection of beliefs that inform how we see an individual and how our perception of that individual can be a really long way from the truth. And that's really what the women in En Vogue were singing about. Um, Now, Cambridge University Press describes uh, othering as the act of treating someone as though they are not part of a group and are different in some way. And so the song is essentially saying, don't alienate me just because you've decided I'm different from what you have decided is the norm. And so just as we can all face the risk of othering others or being othered by others, I think we can also find ourselves othering parts of ourselves. And that's really what I'd like to explore today. 
So we all carry a set of beliefs about what the norm is and about how we're meant, with inverted commas, to think or feel or act or look. Um, That's a really big one in order to fit in with that possibly very narrow view of what the norm is or what we've decided the norm should be. And these beliefs that we carry, they inform how we see ourselves as well as how we see others. And I want to focus on the uh, internal experience, unsurprisingly, considering what we do on this podcast. Now, The challenge comes, of course, when we see ourselves through a really critical lens, which can, of course, be a far more critical lens than we would ever look through to see another person, particularly someone that we're close to. And obviously part of our goal is to be close with ourselves. And in the lyrics of the song, they say, before you can read me, You've got to learn how to see me. I love that line. Before you can read me, you've got to learn how to see me. And so it is with ourselves. Hence the title of today's episode. Be self-kind and the love will follow. Because when we learn to see ourselves through kind eyes, we are acknowledging and accepting that every single part of us is welcome here. And actually, I just want to um, allow a little beat of resonance around that phrase of being welcome. Um, It's really what, on a core base level, so many of us are actually looking for. And it's, it's one of the most powerful phrases that we can say to somebody when they feel alienated, lost or alone is to tell them that they are welcome. And that applies to our inner self too, or our inner parts. Because when we do that, when we welcome every single part of us, we're no longer othering parts that we might find more difficult or feel could even be impossible to love. Self-love can reach and critically welcome and accept the parts that judgment tries to keep separate, that other emotions cannot reach. Because, you know, when we think about this idea of judgment, Self-judgment can be a really powerful component of our inner landscape. And and um, as you might know, if you've been listening here for a while or, or if we've done coaching work together um, or, or you've been on one of the retreats, then um, I may well have mentioned that I have this inner menagerie of parts um, that I've gradually got to know over um, the last many years Um, and each one of these animals represents a different part of me 
Um, so doubt and strength and fear and ego and wisdom and many others, they're all represented by an animal. And I now frequently connect with them when I sense that one or more of them need some attention. And, and I also have my inner uh, child or children actually because it's not just one um, who I connect with too and my sense is that we all have a version of this uh, collection of parts within us that is unique absolutely unique to each of us Um, though we might not yet have identified all of the parts or even some of the parts or how we could connect with them. We might not even be familiar yet with how we can connect with them. But my sense is that we all do have this um, this collection of parts. And actually, it's the foundational principle of internal family systems, if that's something that you've come across before. Um, and I've heard someone else refer to their inner parts as the itty bitty self pity committee, um, which is just I mean, it's funny and I like the play on words, but it's just it feels a little bit judgmental um, to me, while others might refer to it as their inner cast of characters. If you've um, done coaching with other people, you might have done an exercise around that. Um But regardless of how we term these different parts that are within each of us, um, I say regardless of how we term them, I would honestly steer clear of anything that feels derogatory or judgmental as it's really likely to be a further reinforcement of the stories that those parts are telling us. Um, I'll talk a bit more about that in a moment. But the important point here is that we all have multiple parts And we often use this language of parts. Uh, For example, if we feel torn about something, we might say, oh, gosh, like a part of me really didn't like it. But another part just wanted more. So we can identify that we can um, we can be uh, we can feel two different things uh, simultaneously. And, And we often use this language of parts to represent that. So the challenge, of course, is that not all of these parts always seem to be benevolent and some can even feel like they're deliberately hurting us. Um, And when we think of that, often our mind can turn to the inner critic. And it's a term that many of us are familiar with. There's lots about the inner critic on Instagram, Facebook, wherever you like to hang out, uh, probably on TikTok too. I've never actually been on there myself, but maybe one day I will. Um, and, you know, you can sort of Google lots of really helpful guidance uh, about the inner critic. Um, and it's a term that many of us are familiar with and even more of us are familiar with the feeling that can come over us when the inner critic pipes up and there's an article from the school of life which shares that some of the common phrases that might come up when the inner critic is very active um, could include things like uh, telling ourselves you've made unforgivable mistakes 
or it's never going to get any better, or no one loves you or could ever love you. Or another classic is disaster is on the way, a catastrophe is coming. And these are all immensely challenging things to hear. I mean, it's difficult for me even to to sort of say them out loud because they feel so um, so judgmental and so uh, painful. So, you know, we we acknowledge that they are incredibly challenging things to hear and they're even more challenging when we're listening to them inside our own head because obviously we can physically move away from other people um, or we can at least maybe close our ears from what they're saying but we take our whole self with us wherever we go and that obviously includes taking the inner critic as well and the temptation of course is to actually turn our wrath or our anger, our our upset, our hatred even, onto the inner critic. We might um, tell it to shut up or go away or leave us alone. We might get even more kind of aggressive with it in the way that we um, speak to the inner critic. And essentially, we start criticising ourselves for being self-critical. And oh my goodness, that can spiral. I don't know if this is resonating with you, but um, I definitely have been in this place. You know, this slippery slope of a vicious cycle of criticising ourselves for being critical of ourselves. And and that, that spiral, that vicious cycle, it can take an awful lot of unlearning. And... Addressing the needs of the inner critic, because often this voice it is coming from an unmet need or an unmet set of needs, is immensely useful and powerful work. But that work needs to be done gently and tenderly. We can't just wade in with a sledgehammer because, because it will simply compound things. So... Doing the work of addressing the needs of the inner critic with kindness can free you from what might feel like a constant barrage of internal judgment. And and with that in mind, one of the words that I'm very sensitive to when I'm working with clients is when they start shooting all over themselves. And by that, I mean saying things like, I should be kinder to myself. I should see what others see in me. I should think more positively. I should be more grateful for what I've got. And the word should or ought or must, they can they can also be part of this, can simply be another version of the inner critic, although it might be wearing what seems like a, a kinder disguise. So being kind to yourself, seeing what others see in you, thinking more positively, being grateful, these are all obviously wonderful things. But when we layer them with a really thick dollop of should, they can become just another stick to beat ourselves up with. So the goal 
is always to begin with kindness. Because when we're self-kind, the love will follow. Remembering that it might take time, it might feel hard, it might seem like you're never going to get there, it might look like others already magically know the way, it might be tiring. Remembering all of that and remembering it will always be worth it because you are worth it, because you are worthy of your own love. So if you're curious to meet your inner parts in this way, um, to explore that uh, relationship with them in a kind way, including learning strategies to communicate with and, and help manage and address the needs of your inner critic, then I'd obviously love to work with you on that. And it's really beautiful, gentle work that can help uncover and disentangle things that might have been repeating patterns in your life, um, things that maybe no longer serve you. And and I really encourage you as well, if the uh, idea of the inner critic is resonating, then take a look at some of the work by School of Life. They've got some really practical guidance of ways that you can address some of those classic phrases that the inner critic can throw at you and um, ways that you can respond which are more kindful, more mindful, um, not simply slipping into that spiral of um, more self-judgment on top of self-judgment. And, and I think the really important thing about addressing these needs with compassion is that it can help you understand and connect with that inner landscape in in a really powerful way to help you move forward with whatever you may sense needs some attention. And and I just, yeah, I think just holding on to that phrase, be self-kind and the love will follow, also means that we're not we're not trying to kind of force ourselves into what might feel like an uncomfortable or very unfamiliar place of self-love. You know, it's all very easy, somebody saying, oh, you just got to love yourself. But actually, if we haven't learned how, it can feel extremely difficult to do that. Um, so begin with kindness, just as you would with a friend. And and finally, I just want to say that if you sense you may need some more therapeutic support addressing traumatic experiences from the past, because often they can be the things that, that really block us from understanding how it can be to, um, to be more compassionate or to be kinder or to love ourselves then working with our different parts, as I mentioned before, it's a core principle within internal family systems. And it's a really accessible gateway to um, counselling, to therapy. Um, I've experienced some of it myself. Uh, I've done some training within it. I see it as being a really beautiful way of working. Um, and 
you know, if you're, if you know that that you have unresolved or unaddressed uh, trauma work that is going to benefit you by paying your kind attention to it, then, you know, maybe explore internal family systems if you're curious about um, this idea of parts work and getting to know the different parts of you with a a loving attention. Um, And it can be a really wonderful process to go through. So if that feels useful for you, then go to the Internal Family Systems UK website and um, you'll be able to, to find some trained practitioners okay okay my darlings um yeah this one this one really is a uh it feels like a a really gentle reminder to ourselves um and and it's a theme i know that i've addressed many times on the podcast but I know from from myself how important it is that I keep reminding myself <laughs> of the power of compassion in helping us move through our lives with more ease. And gosh, you know, is that not something that we all could benefit from? So may you be safe. May you be well. May you be happy, may you be healthy, and may you live with ease. Sending you a hug and a wave. <laughs>